Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that likes to keep things clean, both in content and in the way that requires a lot of soap. I'm Josh, the shiny guy who runs the show, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. I've got Daniel here. He's been staring at the dishwasher this entire time. I need a spoon. It's hard to eat this soup with my hands. Well, Daniel, if you eat your soup with your hands, it's going to be all messy. I've just been kind of like picking it up and just sort of like splashing it in my face, hoping most of it will get in my mouth, but mostly it's just on my shirt. That's the opposite of our clean podcast. You can't do that. You fucked it up already. Oh, no. I'm sorry. (sighs) Well... To contrast Daniel, we have Janelle here as well. She's squeaky clean as always. No improper language from this lady. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never said a cuss in my whole life. Yeah, you don't cuss at all. Definitely not on the show. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, no fucking way that's ever going to (laughs) happen. Oh, man. No, well, there we go. At least it wasn't anything bad, like the hell word or something like that. Yeah, I can't be saying that. Anyway, Nate's here, too. He's relaxing in the bath after throwing a bunch of bath bombs in. Look at him, nice and clean. Oh, bath bombs. I thought you wanted me to get bath salts. Oh. Oh, no. Nate, what'd you do? No, Nate. Nate, we put don't the need knife to be down. Concerned. Put the knife down, Nate. Did you know you can see creatures flying if you try really hard? I didn't know squirrels could just teleport, too. Oh, boy. It's going to be an interesting night, guys. Uh, Moving on from from Nate, uh, we have Joel here as well. And uh, he he actually has not gotten out of the shower since last week. I think he's the cleanest guy here. Yeah, I didn't have the shower running during that whole time, though. (laughs) Oh. I just kind of sit in here. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to leave the safety of my shower, Josh. Joel, scoot over. I I, I need a place to eat my soup. Daniel, I can't let you in here. No, I need I to. Can't I let need you to in eat here, the Daniel. soup. Let me scoot over. Stay out. Ah, oh, I spilled my soup in your <laughs> bathtub. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to leave. <sighs> well, thankfully, we also have AJ, the man made entirely of specialty soaps. He's gonna clean up your mess for you. I don't have anything. I'm just I can't even right now, guys. I had something, but it just went totally different than how I thought it was going. I'm in a soap. No, no. Clean me. Uh, wet me. Uh, there. I'll just move on. Let's go. Can you get my soup out of the drain? Well, Good job, AJ. I appreciate that intro. How's everyone doing today? Oh, boy. Uh, Better now. I'm doing Uh, good now, yeah. (laughs) You guys are ridiculous. This week has been cold, I tell you what. Icy. Oh, I know. All that snow. I I swear, I could not get out of my apartment's parking lot because of the snow. It It was nasty. I had to shovel my car out because my apartment complex decided that they wanted to plow the snow right next to my car and got like a third of the way behind my car. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It's always a good time. 
I actually shoveled somebody into their parking spot because they were trying to get out to go do like deliveries or something, and I was cleaning out my stairwell. I looked over there and they got stuck trying to get out. I was like, hey, you probably shouldn't go anywhere. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. And then couldn't get back into his spot, so we used a bunch <laughs> of his cat litter to, to get him back in again. Took forever. That's the beauty of winter. Yeah, I like it. How about it. you, Nate? All the way over there in California. You haven't gotten any snow, right? Right? <laughs> Apparently not. Or maybe he just got so much snow that he can't even hear you. <laughs> Nate, did you run away? Nate's <laughs> been snowed in. Sorry. Snow is these cotton balls you buy, right? Yeah, I don't think Nate even knows what snow is. Never mind. That was a dumb He question. lived in Indiana for a while. He knows what snow is. I've lived in the most states out of all of you. That's probably true. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a competition, AJ. <laughs> well, no. I, gu- I guess it's settled. Have, yep. you, have you ever lived in the state of denial? Huh? Huh? Y- yes. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny living in that state. Oh, he's good. Well, anyway, I'm glad everyone's safe after the snowstorm we had. But as as always, we are way off track. I should do a much better job of keeping things on the rails. Yes, this is definitely all your fault, not mine. Def- definitely <laughs> my fault, yes. Yep. Um, D&D, yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah, Dungeons so here on and show. Dragons. <laughs> yeah, the... Applied Engineering, the D&D show where they talk about everything except for Dungeons & Dragons. That's what we're known for. We like to talk about soap. We like to talk about snow. We like to talk about snow soap. But today, we are actually going to sit down and talk about Dungeons & Dragons. So, are you guys ready to jump into the adventure? Just dive right on in? Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to say it again because it's getting old, but yeah. Yeah, get him wet. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, yes, Janelle. Janelle. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'll say the line if you won't say the line. So It's tradition at this point, Daniel. Yeah. All you right. pushed so hard to make it a thing. Then as I soon did. as it becomes a thing, you're like, I don't like yeah. it. Remember when you no. threatened to quit whenever we were telling you not to do it? Shh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. Good yeah. old crybaby Daniel. That's what we all know him as. Yeah, well, uh, you guys didn't like you didn't you guys didn't like my other idea, which was in a flash, get me splashed. Yeah, this is my first time hearing this. It's just as bad as I was afraid it would be. Splash time, Josh. (laughs) All righty, so give us a quick recap before we Uh. jump into our adventure today. (sighs) He's giggling over here. The first thing we're going to do is uh, talk about the new character that Daniel's going to be playing. (laughs) Nate, let me give the recap before we get into that. Oh, spoilers. What? All right. So nobody tell him. Last week, you guys took a short trip to investigate one of the nearby wells in town where you were hoping to see if it had any connection with the disappearances since Caleb the cobbler had said that he had drunk some bad water from a well. So you were like, why the heck not? So after Theo dropped Gunner down the well, you learned that the wells were at least connected with the ruins underground. Like you jumped into the well and you could see there was a small hidden entrance into the tunnels. So then after this discovery, you took another trip to the morgue where you investigated further and discovered the body of the serving girl that attacked you back in episode three. And there was a mechanical 
jellyfish octopus thing, or as Gunner likes to call it, a jellypuss. And it was dissecting her and removing all of the metal components that had been embedded into her. Theo led the charge, and you guys killed it pretty quickly. And then you checked out a large number of crates containing tools for morgue work, and there were a lot more there than what would have normally been required for that small little town morgue. And then with all of this information, you left to return to the glade at the edge of Farmer Rolf's field to continue your investigation there. So we are going to jump right back into that scene with our party standing at the edge of the glade after crossing the field. The late morning sun's blaring down on you. You can hear the cows and the goats off in the distance, and you can hear the wind brushing through the trees, ruffling the leaves and occasionally kicking up some of the dead, dried plant life. You can almost imagine the sounds of a cockatrice hiding in this glade. Just almost, not quite, just just a little bit. But it's your destination, so you don't really have anywhere else to go at the moment. So what are you guys going to do? Why did I suggest coming here? It's almost as if this environment just gives me the image of a cockatrice hiding around every corner. Fez just kind of gives Aegon a look, but says nothing. (laughs) Yeah, and Aegon shares in that and kind of worriedly glances behind his back every once in a while. Once in a while, he sees Theo just taking off his shirt and just looking at the sun, arms spread out, absorbing all the rays. Looking at the sun, like eyes wide open, eyeballs (laughs) sizzling in a socket. Yeah. It's so bright! Is Theo a plant? We already decided he was. That was his plot twist. (laughs) Yeah. No, Theo is just, he he was really excited after fighting that uh, octopus jellyfish thing. And he's just been kind of getting hotter and hotter as he's been walking around. He's been excited. He's been terrified. He's all over the place. He's sweating a lot, but he, when he took off his shirt, he can just feel the sun's rays on his back, and it almost looks like he's cooling down, but there's like this weird radiant heat coming off of him that's just kind of off-putting, so everybody's been standing just like a little bit farther away. Even 30 minutes later? Yeah, even 30 wow, minutes a, later. It's a lot of pent-up heat. He's a growing boy. He needs the sun to... So Fio is like... A bro. So, like, sun's out, guns out, shirts off, the whole thing. <laughs> you know it, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. Jasper, do you get too hot when you, uh, when you sit out in the sun for too long? I despise the sun. It just sits there and does nothing but corrosion upon my metal. Mm. Well, I, I think it's nice sometimes. If I didn't spend the extra amount of time plating my outside with gold, I think this would be much worse for me. Oh, well, how terrible that you uh, have to plate your outer skin with gold. I know. Finding this much can be sometimes troublesome and repairs annoying. Now, Nate, do you have a scientific explanation for that? I believe it's mostly that gold is actually just not a... uh, Good conductor for radiation, other stuff. That's why it's using the probes and other things like that when they send it into outer space. It's resistant to radiation. Iron, I think, is the most nucleic stable, though. Never actually knew why gold in particular is used. I'd have to look at a periodic table and other things like that. 
There Neat. we go. That's the kind of answer I was looking for. Thanks, Nate. Have to look at a periodic table. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends on how the valence shields work out and stuff like that and the excitation energy. It might also just be stable because it might have a nice electron shell that goes around it and since it is a metal. It may not actually expand much in its excitation. Anyways, not creating fractures. Jasper, I'm not sure what any of that means, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> Jasper just looks at you and goes, there, there. There, there. He pats you on the back. Master the Cat and Tuo both look very confused as well. Master, okay. I trained you better than this. But there's a bird up in one of the trees that's nodding his head in approval, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are we looking for? As Fia is walking backwards towards the group, looking at the sun. Anything suspicious, I guess. Anything that would either... I don't know, maybe an underground entrance to the tunnels, something that would show us where far more uh, Rolf is, or cockatrice traces. Well, last time I remember the animals were very uh, upset after the cockatrice incident, and, and not just because some of us almost got killed by a cockatrice, but they were... Uh, particularly on edge. So that, that's why I, I figured there must be something out here. I'm, I'm wondering if we will find Farmer Rolf himself. We'll just have to hope that it's not too late. Uh, Josh, question for you. <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, the area that we're in right now, is there anything of notice beyond uh, just the hills that are in the place and, and the different foliage? Is there any buildings nearby or are there any... Um, sort of pathways that people use in this area? No, you guys are at the edge. Well, actually, there's probably some deer trails. Like, people probably aren't going to be coming back here a lot, but there are definitely some deer trails, if that's what you're looking for. But there's no, there are no buildings. There's no development. I mean, honestly, like, they probably just occasionally cut down trees from the edge of this glade and use that. But since it's owned by Farmer Rolf, he, you know, it's not like the city's just going to come and take them all. Fair enough. And yeah, I was kind of looking for the for the deer trails and stuff like that, because if we're walking back here trying to find the best path and easiest path, we'd probably be following one of those. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, I would say you find some deer trails. Can we go back to where we... I mean, I don't want to go too close to the nest, but generally where the cockatrice was before? Yeah, the nest was near a small series of hills deeper into the grove, so it probably wouldn't be all that hard for you to find it again. Hills are pretty obvious, even in a group of trees. Cool. Yeah. You guys want to do that? I'm up for it. Yeah. Although Vez will not be in the front. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is our marching order? Should be me, should be Fio and Tuo up front? Yeah, the sacrificial pawns up front. And then, um, everybody else. <laughs> Fio, Tio, then maybe Vez, then Jasper, then Aegon, then Gunner. Sounds good to me. Yeah, so you said, you said Fio and Tuo. Well, yeah, I was, I'm just throwing that out there. I, that doesn't have to be the marching order. Nope, it is. It's now. It's happened. Sure. <laughs> okay, so you guys walk forward through the forest. Can you guys give me a perception check? Everyone in the group? 
And yes, Fio, uh, Fio uh, no, sorry. And yes, AJ, you can have Tuo make the perception check as well. Thank you. I was just about, I was just about to ask. Okay, he's a, he's a sniffer. <laughs> a sniffer. I got a 17. I got a 15. I got a 20. Ooh. Oh, uh, Fio got a 7, but Tuo <laughs> got a natural 20. Woo. Oh, nice. So what's his result then? 21. <laughs> there we go. 23. A, I got an 18. Okay. So everybody but Fio sees the thing. <laughs> no, this this was a group check, so you're you're fine. I looked it up. Gold is used in parts because it's able to emit the heat and dissipate <laughs> it better. That's why. It's not actually pure gold. They use it in sheets and layers with other elements to help reduce the heat transfer and dissipates of it. That makes sense. Okay, there's well, no natural way for it to basically lose heat besides excitations. Huh, well, I guess we have a scientific reason for Jasper to look cool then. I like it. I gotta stay cool without convection. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so as you guys are making your way through and you're following a de- uh, and you're following a deer trail, you kind of loop around, you get closer and closer to the hill, and you hear the snapping of a twig like very loud and you all look over to your right and you see something in the uh, underbrush like crouched down amidst the, the bushes and shrubberies and as soon as you look over at it it stands up and like raises its neck and you can see the cockatrice is about 30 feet away from you guys oh my god and with its head up, it's about 10 feet tall, and it's just staring at you. And it starts to emit a, a menacing cluck. If if we just keep walking, it won't hurt us, I hope. As Gunnar pulls out his short swords. I'm sure it will be fine. Uh, g- 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 guys, um... Shh, just keep mo- Just keep walking, Fio. You're doing uh, good. Just uh, keep going. I don't, I, I don't want to move. Last time I moved, I got scary images in my head. Theo, this is an animal. It is not a robot thing. Keep You're moving. You're an animal. <laughs> wow. If I wasn't afraid of upsetting the cockatrice, I would smack you with my staff, but keep moving. It, it like half unfurls its wings and lets out a, a warble. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm assuming we're still kind of like walking. Yes. Away. Do I, do I look at it? Do I not look at it? Do I look at it? Do I not look at it? Just move forward. Don't look. You look right at it and you see the sunlight reflecting on its eyes. Oh no, that's the coolest thing. Look, it's blinded by the sun. It's blinded by the light. Okay, I'm gonna inch my way back. Feel right, slowly so does. I take it you guys are trying to shrink away and appear non-threatening. Yes. Yes. Okay. Why don't you guys give me a group animal handling check using your charisma? <laughs> See how Tuo good this works out. cannot make this because he's a dog. Oh, uh, but he's a good boy. He he he. No, really honestly, as a dog, he's probably bristling and barking. So be happy. I don't give you disadvantage. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> no, Master the Cat, though he's an expert at this. You know, the one that basically <laughs> enslaved expert... the human species. He is an expert spellcaster, and he has the calm spell prepared. (laughs) I got a 12. 
It got a 13. 11. Holy crap. <laughs> Theo. Oh, you don't know. It might not be a hard check. Theo got a 20. Oh, very good for you. Nine, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we failed. Well, we'll see. So as you guys are creeping forward, trying to appear non-threatening, uh, Tuo bristles and starts to growl. And Aegon steps on a loud twig. <laughs> and oh, no. the cockatrice lets out a shriek oh, and no. begins to charge forward. No! Roll for initiative, you guys. Yep, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Clever girl. She's watching us the whole time. Uh, yeah. Well, it probably would have come to this anyway if we were trying to get into its burrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the rolls I just had were very fitting. <laughs> well, just a reminder, Joel, the animals were not upset about the cockatrice's burrow. They were upset about something nearby, not necessarily the burrow. Well, I meant the, the cockatrice would attack us if we were trying to go into its burrow. Well, no, what I'm saying is there's no reason to go into the burrow. You already looked at the burrow. Uh... Very well. Well, that's how we found the goat thing. It's still a good landmark because you were next to the burrow I you. when the I animals got upset about something to the north. So still a good landmark, but just a reminder, you're going to waste your time if you try to search the burrow again. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> Jasper, well, what's your initiative? Init oh, yeah. it's entered. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate, zero. what did you roll? What do you think I rolled? It's great. It's a <laughs> I added overflow air. Trust me, this is supposed to be infinite, <sighs> right? Oh no, you guys, one. two was the only one who rolled above a 10. No, he rolled a 10, never mind. <laughs> oh my we God, did really man. good. So, so Nate, did you roll like a one with a negative one on there or what? So that's a 20, right? One minus one makes zero, so that overflows to 20, right? Oh my God, Theo also rolled a natural one. That's wild. Okay, so Cocktrice is gonna shriek and spread its wings and it's going to rip up the undergrowth with its clawed feet as it charges forward, and its stinger is going to fly through the air as it aims right at Vez. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Poor Vez. She's you guys decided your it. marching order, and Vez was the closest <laughs> one. So That is true. That's true. So it's going to stop with a five-foot distance between it and Vez, and it's going to whip its tail around and that is going to be a 15 to hit. Oh, here we go. What's the damage? <laughs> oh, okay. You matched well, me. That is going to be 10 piercing damage. Good. And you're going to have to give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, my God. Great. Yeah. Oh, wrong way. I can't do math. Still alive, though, this time, so that's a bonus from last time. Well, let's see how that poison damage treats you. Let me celebrate one win at a time. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, that's going to be 16. Okay, so its stinger stabs you in the, the knee and deals a decent amount of piercing damage to you, and it pumps its venom, but you manage to pull back before most of it gets in, so you're not paralyzed, but you're still going to take half the poison damage. Well, and that would have been 16 poison damage. Oh, my God. But it goes Whoa. down to eight. Yeah. And so does Vez. So that's cool. 
<laughs> well, it was a good game, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. uh, I took the first hit, so you're welcome. Yay. Uh, but other than that, I'm not really good for anything, so um, get some good wax. Josh, the one-hit wonder, strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, hey, this is the second time you guys have failed the check to avoid angering the cockatrice, so honestly, it's your fault for not optimizing your characters for cockatrices. You're right. That's our bad. <sighs> the cockatrices are optimized for frustration. It's it's not Josh's fault. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's 2-0's turn. 2-0 is barking mad. Let's see what it, see what it did there. Yep, that was a good one, AJ. I bet Janelle thought that was hilarious now that her character's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to light the mood, you know? Cause... Well, she can't appreciate your well, puns Janelle's when she's unconscious. Well, Janelle's about to party, so I don't think we're worried about that. <laughs> okay. Fio is just going to attack. Without even thinking of, of Fio, he's trying to protect the rest of the party. He just naturally attacks. So he's going to he's gonna have to move forward five feet. Yes. He's going to run and charge and attack with his big pointy teeth. Here we go. That is a 20 to hit. That will hit. Yes. So that is uh, 1d6. Um, oh, and if the target is a creature, which it is, it must succeed a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. It's going for All the right. jugular. All right. So I'll make that. Damage. So give me that damage, and then I'll make the make my check. That is three. Do I add the strength or dex to the damage? It should stay say on a stat block. Uh, one six. damage. Yeah. Oh, so it plus says one. plus one. Then you do. Then you add that plus one, AJ. That's how you play D and D. Oh, that's how you play D and D. Oh, there we go. Yes, that's four. Okay. So the so. Tuo's going to leap up, and he's going to try to latch onto the cockatrice's neck. He's going to make a strength saving throw. That is a natural 20. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that'll Damn. be a 23 to avoid being knocked prone. Okay, it's just Tuo hanging there. Yeah, Tuo's hanging off of its uh, fleshy waddle, hanging below <laughs> its, its neck, and it's shrieking in anger. That's great. All right, that's so his turn. It's flailing around. Tuo's swinging. It's Gunner's turn. Okay, so Gunner is going to uh, first step up to the cockatrice, which is not his preference, but he realizes that uh, he knows he's going to get shit for this later. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to step in front between the cockatrice and Vez then. Yes. Wow, he's doing brave things and you can't even see him doing the brave things. (laughs) <laughs> does he look brave or is he shaking in his boots? Uh, he does not look brave. He's like, oh no, oh no, the worst case scenario, worst case scenario, why did we come here? It was my idea. Ah! <laughs> uh, but he's going to say, go away, you stupid bird. And he's going to uh, mutter something under his breath and the cockatrice will start to hear some strange whispers in its ears as Gunner casts Dissonant Whispers. Oh, no. I don't know if I've cast this on the show before. So, in a brief recap of the spell, basically, the creature has to roll Wisdom Saving Throw. If it succeeds, 
it takes half damage and stays put. If it fails, uh, it tries to run away and takes a, a little bit of psychic damage. Okay. So I will make that roll. Oh, no, my die failed me. It's only going to be a four. Ooh. Okay, that's going to fail. So first things first, Gunner's dissonant whisper kind of floats around the cockatrice's head, and it forms the face of a little man, and it says, Hey, you better get out of here, punk, or something's going to happen. <laughs> and the cockatrice what? gets very scared and tries to run. It does it now. <laughs> and that little man is so terrifying. It's going to do 13 psychic damage to it. The cockatrice then has to use its uh, reaction to uh, move away as far as its speed allows. Okay. And whenever the cockatrice moves, uh, since it is leaving Gunner and Tuo's reach, uh, it actually provokes an, ac- an opportunity attack from both of us. I don't like that at all. Okay, so the cockatrice is going to shriek in terror, flap its wings, and it's going to turn on its heel so quickly that it slips and falls, and it's going to hit the ground with Tuo, causing Tuo to let go of its neck, and then it's going to launch itself in the opposite direction and just start running through the woods, and it looks like it's looking for an opening to fly away. But... Gunner and Tuo both do get to make another attack against it, so why don't you guys do yes. that? Tuo first, then Gunner. Tuo's gonna nip at its heels. That is a, that's plus three, that's a 15 to hit? A 15 will hit. Nice. Yeah, will you not get prone? That's a good Since question. Tuo's bite still counts. That's uh, only three damage, but uh, DC 11 strength saving throw. Hopefully it's uh, heals good. Well, this time it's a six. Oh, oh crap, it goes so down. I, so I think it it hits the ground, but Tuo doesn't let go. And then just he rolls like a like a crocodile, but he's a dog. <laughs> and the cockatrice shrieks in pain and like actually loses its footing. A, a dogodile, if you will. So now Gunner, you have advantage on your attack to hit it. Yes. Nice. Okay, it's a modest roll. Let's say uh, 17. That will hit. Thank you, 2 because the other one was a five on the die. So, <laughs> uh, And that's going to be seven piercing damage. All right, so then you stab down and you like clip one of its wings and you rip some of the leathery webbing and Cockatrice just lashes around, its tail's whipping everywhere, spreads its wings to push you guys back, and then it takes half of its movement to stand up and then can only... Actually, no, it actually can't do that because I think you can only stand up on your turn, right? I think so, yeah. So I think it can still only use... So it's still prone Uh, and it still has to move away. No, you can can actually... uh, uh, You can stand up on someone else's turn as long as he, as long as it still has half of its movement. Okay, does it still work with your spell's wording where it says it has to move away? Otherwise, it can crawl while prone. Yeah, it, because well, it sta- I thought standing up, it's part of your move action, 
but he's not taking a move action. He's using a reaction to move. Yeah, you can actually stand up uh, with a reaction as long as there's movement involved. But the wording for this spell is... Uh, Uh, It fails, must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from you. Uh, The creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground, such as a fire or a pit. Okay. So, okay. So, in that case, it will use half of its movement to stand up. Then it will move 15 feet away from you guys and then spread its wings. And since it has a fly speed of 60 feet... It's going to use the remainder of its movement to fly 30 feet up and into the air. Wow. Would Gunner technically have had advantage, though, in the attack? Because it didn't leave the. But it never left the reach until it basically attempted to leave. So if it didn't crawl away, wouldn't you have not had advantage? Because Tuo basically grounded it? Hmm. No, no, because. Their opportunity attacks are made before it moves. So it starts to move, 2-0 knocks it down, and then they both get to make their opportunity attacks against it. Then the cockatrice uses half its movement to stand up. I think what Nate's saying is that their attacks are simultaneous, technically. Well, that's why I specifically said do 2-0 and then gunner. Because even though they're simultaneous, there's an order to them. So technically in the future, any creature that attempts to leave and we incapacitate it so it can no longer move still gets all six simultaneous attacks if we had a group surrounding it? Yes, but I will prescribe an order to those attacks. Probably your regular initiative order. Gotcha. Cool. This is broken. Let's get this going. Hell yeah. (laughs) No, Nate, that's That's going to be a broken combo. That's not not broken, Nate. That's... I'm pretty sure that's just standard. Yeah, it's just standard rules. This will be fun. I mean, yeah, you, you guys can use that strategy now. So, Although I, I will say, if, if it is brought to my attention that that is not how the rules work, then I will be changing that. But for the time being, this is how I want to do it. So, Cockrice is going to start to fly away. So, when it flies, it's going to go 20 feet straight into the air, and then another 10 feet horizontally. So it is at the top of the trees, it's half flying, half grabbing the branches of the trees to thrust itself forward. Um, and it looks like it doesn't have an intention of coming back. But that might not stop you because Aegon is up next and he is still feeling the pain of his last cockatrice encounter. Yeah, he is, but I think he'd rather it just run away instead of uh, <laughs> maybe staying to fight for its life. So I think what Aegon's going to do is kneel down and uh, cast Cure Wounds on Vez's injuries. Well, I mean, that, that's good and all, but remember, you guys were offered payment to kill the cockatrice, too. That is true. I wasn't. You weren't, but I, think, <laughs> I feel and... like the, part, the party would have discussed this. So I think everyone knows that you get paid if you killed it. So if that affects your decision, it does cool. Not. If not, whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. Aegon's still a, care, a caring person. That's right. Uh, yeah, so he's casting Cure Wounds on Vez, first level. 1d8 plus a spellcasting ability modifier. Uh, so that is da, 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 10 hit points of healing. Yay, thank you. <laughs> when you heal her, uh, she takes kind of like a gasp, and has a little gasp there, and then just opens her eyes, realizes where she's at, 
and then just sighs very deeply in disappointment that this is how this has ended once again. <laughs> Thank you, Aegon. I don't know why this keeps happening to me. <laughs> it's no problem. We, we have to stick together after what happened. She nods, very thankful. <laughs> All right. So, Vez, it is your turn. You can hear the cockatrice fleeing. Uh, she's not about to bring it back. <laughs> she's not. Yeah, nope. She's already gone down once this fight, so she's done with that. So she will stand up and then um, actually make her way a little bit away from it. Take a couple steps back behind the guys. So you get up and you stumble back and you brush past Aegon and you hide behind a tree. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she's not feeling particularly brave now that she's already gone down once. All right, so Theo, it is your turn. Man, so much has happened. Uh, Theo runs ahead of Tuo, but then looks behind him, sees Vez hiding, sees Gunner shaking, sees Aegon not caring too much, but the situation is just, he's flustered. He doesn't know what to do. He he picks up a rock and throws it haphazardly through the trees at the, the cockatrice. As, Are we doing the thing? Are we... Should I go? I don't see a point in fighting it. We just waste resources. It seems to be leaving anyways. And Jasper uh, just starts to turn around slowly. <laughs> good, good point. I thought so too. Yes, uh, good boy Tuo. And he's going to back off and like slightly hide behind a tree as well. All right, Jasper, it's up to you now. What are you going to do? The cockatrice is fleeing. Your party is in disarray. What are you going to do? Just starts walking back to town slowly. <laughs> He's just giving up. He sees no point in wasting resources on an animal. Well, we were trudging through the glaive. Do you mean you're just walking further into the glaive? Wherever our basic target destination is. Yeah, it's further in the glaive. Not he back starts back. heading back towards town, gets about 15 feet, and then whirls around, and then just goes 15 feet back towards you guys. <laughs> That was a cool dance move, Jasper. You'll have to teach it to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not having any of it today. Okay, sorry. All right, so then it's the cockatrice's turn. And with a, another squawk, it is just going to continue to flee. And it is going to fly away. Oh, while a tiny man sits on its shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you forget it. <laughs> No, the spell doesn't last that long. All right. So we are out of combat then. The enemy has fled and you guys are all fine. It only got one hit in. Just a hit, single hit against <laughs> Vez. Man, we're getting so good at this, guys. Mm -hmm. It got two hits in against me. That was yeah. the one hit, Janelle. That was one hit. Po poison is a separate thing. No, it's part of that one attack. Well, it's still was... one hit. I was saying, like, I was, I mentioned, I was saying that for Janelle. I was like, it's, it's like a separate thing. It's not an attack. You know, I feel like, I feel like at this point, Vez is probably slowly building up an immunity to combat. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> this is her second experience with it now. So, and she hasn't gone down quite yet. So, not with that. I mean, it's taken her down, but that's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many times till I start getting advantage against cockatrice poison, Josh? Oh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh, four 
forward then? Well, we fought it off. Why don't we look around and see if we can see what the critters were so concerned about last time? All right, so you guys progress forward and you get to the same spot you were in when the animals were freaking out the last time and they're not freaking out now. Do we remember where it was coming from? Yes. Like, like it's just, it, it seemed like it was a little ways to the north. And there, there's nothing obvious right there. It's just a bunch more trees, right? And, and more grass. Just seems relatively calm compared to last time. Yes, but you guys can make a perception check as you progress forward. If you'd like to. I'm not going to force you. I think we probably should if you're offering. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Theo's going to, but he's looking for dangerous stuff specifically, not anything out of the ordinary. He's he's looking for specifically another cockatrice or like a jaguar or something. A jaguar. <laughs> yeah, Vez is rubbing yeah, her knee. Yeah, a jaguar in a European-based campaign. That sounds that sounds real. Thank you. Well, yeah. If there's a if there's like an automobile just stuck in the grass somewhere, I mean, it probably is a jaguar. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, like, that would that would be a cause for suspicion. I agree. Right, that's what I'm saying. Who left the sedan out here? This is ridiculous. Oh, it's a <laughs> no, no, it's not a sedan. It's a coupe. Oh, looks like a chickens in there too. Uh, Gunner rolled a natural twenty, so for perception, that's a twenty-one. Okay. Vez is more concerned about her knee that is hurt uh, than anything else, as her total was a five. <laughs> Yeah, and I think Aegon's still glancing over his shoulder to make sure the cockatrice isn't coming back because he rolled a three. <laughs> um, Theo got a 10, which is great, but Tuo got a 16. So, hmm. you know, stuff. So we're relying on the dog, basically. And sometimes Gunner. That, that dog was your saving grace because you needed half of you to make it, and it was a DC 10 check <laughs> so you oh guys boy cre- you guys crest another small hill and you're about in the middle of the glade now and as you crest the, the top you look ahead and you can see there is a large hole in the ground it's not like a natural hole it looks like the ground is caved in and around the hole you can see evidence of stone and you even see a glint of marble Ooh. Finally, something interesting to look at instead of all this boring life. (laughs) Jasper approaches the hole to gaze into the beautiful marble. Who pissed in his porch this morning? (laughs) (laughs) So you, you look down and you can see that it leads into another one of the underground dwarven ruins hidden in the middle of this glade, forgotten for a hundred years until it looks like it has just recently been unearthed. Or in this case, it looks like the ground collapsed in on it. Maybe the structure finally started to give out. Hmm. I'm wondering if, if A, we have time, or B, if it's safe enough, if we could pull off a short rest. What do you guys think? Well, how far are we from the cockatrice den? probably about 100, 150 feet. But it also ran away. 
Okay, so we might have a little time. Plus, we're not exactly within line of sight of it with all the trees and grass. So if we're maybe quiet, we might be able to get away with it. Maybe. Theo's game if you're game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against getting my spell slots back. <laughs> yeah, I would say we're... I just figured, you know, we might either be a little bit beat up or need, need some of our feet. I, I, I'm just concerned if we run into one of those things. I mean, we don't need to be peak condition, but... If it makes you feel better, Daniel, none of the animals are freaking out. Yeah, that does. They actually look pretty calm. You know, Tuo is sniffing at Fio. He's still concerned about the wounds Fio received in the morgue. And Master the Cat is just as aloof as he always is. Well, yeah, why don't we all sit down and Gunner can sing everyone a song called The Song of Rest. How's that go, uh, Gunner? It's the song of rest. Make you good. Everybody wants to be real good. See, I I, I haven't worked out all the words yet, but it's going to be something <laughs> like that. <laughs> anyway, if you use a hit dice, you get an extra d6. Isn't that crazy? Is that part of the lyrics? I don't I don't get <laughs> that part. Nah, you you wouldn't get it. It's fine. Also, I, just I don't. Hit, just sensei, I used a hit dice, and now I'm back up to full uh, health. Thank you, Aegon. And Gunner, <laughs> she still doesn't know you stood in front of her. I don't think so. Still giving like a glaring look, just assuming he was a coward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's kind of uh, more, I think, jumpy and is keeping close to Aegon because at least with him, she knows that like, they <laughs> they keep each other from totally just dying off. So she trusts him mm-hmm. the most. <laughs> Best friends. Yeah. You have Gunner and she has Aegon. Whether or not Aegon feels that way about her, she oh, has, he does. yeah. <laughs> okay. And Jasper has Master. <laughs> Let's say Jasper Jasper has Master, but I think Jasper would prefer to be by himself. That's not true. He's grown to like the cat. It bark it sits there and hisses at the dog all the time. It keeps <laughs> it barks back. <laughs> it's got a nasty bark. He sits there and he makes sure that the uh there's order. In this it's actually event. a flurkin, and that's why it's such a good. Oh, yep. There you go. There you go. Nice Marvel reference. Very good. Very good. <laughs> we weren't watching that last night. It's okay. Shh, shut up. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so good you, rest, guys, guys. you guys, you guys sit down in the forest. It's actually, even though you're kind of scared, you're looking around, seeing if the cockatrice is coming, seeing if the, if anything is going to come out of the hole. Besides that, it's pretty relaxing. The birds are chirping. The comfortable breeze is kind of ruffling through. It's kind of messing up your hair just a little bit. It's pretty peaceful. It'd be a nice day for a picnic. Yeah, and Gunnar's pan flute cuts through all of that. And he's like, he's playing like Darude Sandstorm. (laughs) That's stupid. That's so... (laughs) I regret saying that. We're keeping that in, though. Damn it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and everyone's like, Gunnar, sit down. You're gonna like you're giving everybody anxiety. He's like, okay, okay. And then he and then he goes into something slower. Just kind of like nice, gentle melody. Like back in black. Do 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 Yep. Alright, so you guys wrap up your rest and you are now nice and recharged and ready to continue forward. 
Ah, I feel so rested and recharged and ready to continue forward. Uh, Theo, you should jump in that hole. <laughs> um, like right now or? I mean, yeah, or, or hey, if you want, I'll hold a rope and let you climb down. I'll lower you so gently. Don't worry about it. I won't drop you into the hole because that would hurt very bad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So good idea. Yeah. Uh huh. So it is actually a twenty-foot drop to the floor oh of this room. It's been fifteen in the past, but now it's like twenty. Oh, that's not good. Uh, I, I think you we can try even him. harder to drop him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think we we should set up a rope or something. Yeah, yeah I think that would be better. Theo looks down there, looks at Gunner, looks down there, looks at Gunner. Uh, no offense, Gunner, but. You're kind of a twig. I could break Thanks. you. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. That's uh Well, because I'm, I'm big. Uh, and yeah. You're I, not. Uh, yes. Thank you, Theo. I get it. Wait, well, just you suggested the rope. I figured you didn't understand the concept. <laughs> Vez laughs like under her <laughs> breath in the back. She's like trying to hold it in, but <laughs> it doesn't work very well. <laughs> Gunner's just kind of red in the face. He just kind of looks at the ground. He's like, just get the rope and uh, figure out the hold. J- Jasper, you're good at hi- tying ropes. You can do it, right? I am well practiced, yes. So Zen, can, can you... Can... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Gunner kind of looks at him like, is there a hidden meaning behind that? Well, is, now isn't the time. Um, Jasper, can you... Yeah, can, can you tie the rope for us? That would be... Uh, very helpful. Sure. I'll have to tie a stronger knot than I think I normally do to support the weight that might be going down. Was that a fat joke? (laughs) I think he's he's calling me fat. No, no. He just means you're big boned. I do have big bones. Mm -hmm. I do. All right, Cartman, that's a 15. (laughs) 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 All right, so you, uh, you tie a rope around one of the nearby trees and it's a pretty sturdy knot and you guys have enough rope to go from the nearest tree into the hole. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess Fio's going to go down first. Uh, when I get down there, do, uh, make a harness for Tuo. Do we want to take him down there or we? do you want to try to leave him up here? Not with the cockatrice. He could get scooped. I don't want my puppy scooped. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> J- Jasper. Okay, Fio's right. going to go down. So Fio works his way down the rope into these ruins. So Fio lowers himself down the rope into this ruin, and his boots hit the surprisingly clean marble floor. It's not as dusty as the other ruins you've seen. In fact, it, you can see dust but a lot of it's been kicked up and moved around. Seems like this place isn't forgotten. It's relatively well-trafficked. The floor has golden inlays and dwarven design. You can see it now, there's nothing covering them up. The walls have some cobwebs, but they've been cleared away and you can see the murals very clearly. You can see doorways to your left and to your right and straight ahead 
leading into other rooms. But the thing that gets your attention the most is in the center of this room you're in is a large fountain. It's not running, but the pool below is full of crystal clear water. And the ceiling kind of arches above you. It's about a 15 foot tall ceiling, meaning there's about five feet of earth between the top and where your party is. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Theo calls back up saying, well, trying to be like loud enough to hear for him to be heard, but also not too loud. It looks safe for now, but there have definitely been people here. It's too clean. And your voice still echoes everywhere. You can hear it bouncing around. How oh, he winces at that and like takes out his axe and just kind of holds it ready for anything. Shall we proceed down? Uh, yeah, Fia's giving you the clear, but just like to be cautious, and he's going to move out of the way. Now we just cover the hole up, right? Pull the rope up. <laughs> <laughs> might get lonely down there. Make sure you put 2-0 down first. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so Gunner's next. Okay, down I go. V! <laughs> so Gunner slides down the rope into the ruin. Yeah. He looks around and sees everything that I just described to Fio. And Josh, how dark is it in here? It is completely unlit. Okay. So in that case, uh, Gunner, when you get down there, you didn't see it at first because you weren't trying to look, but he feel looks kind of like he's slightly glowing, which is weird as hell. But he doesn't seem to notice. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Aegon will also head down. Baz will follow him. So now, it, now it's just Jasper and Tuo and Master. You left my dog up there with Jasper? Tuo looks up at Jasper, so expecting him to tie a harness <laughs> around him. Oh, no. Jasper just smiles. Oh, oh no. And kicks the dog down into the hole. <laughs> no! <laughs> Don't a kick little, a puppy. No, just a little magic missile mishap. <gasps> <gasps> no. Tuo's a good boy. No, he sits there and goes, you know, if something were to happen to you, it would be such a headache to try and explain it. You're very lucky this time. And he goes to tie the rope around him, an extra little bit of rope to lower him. Okay. So Jasper, give me a strength check to lower. That's a 17. Whoa. Okay. So you are (laughs) able to successfully lower Tubo down. I meant a one. <laughs> it was an accident, I swear. Oh no. The entire time you've been talking to Tuo, he's just been mouth open, panting, going, <laughs> just not paying attention to any of your menacing words. I don't expect it to understand me. Anyways, Theo pets his doggy. Thank you, Jasper. Jasper, Jasper. You're welcome. Let's go, kitty. Hop on kitty. my back. Jasper descends. Alrighty, so all of you are gathered in this room. Do you light a torch? Yeah. I uh, just want to be thoughtful, you know, because Jasper can't see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Theo can't, or Tuo can't see in the dark either, right? That's true. He cannot. So. I'll find uh, a way to solve this problem eventually. After all, light is the mere thing that can get us killed in the future in these dark caves. That's, um, that's a good point. So, 
Uh, but Don't yeah. Don't worry. Soon enough. Alright, so Vez strikes a torch and lights up the the room for everyone to see. So what do you guys do? <sighs> There's three directions. We just kind of pick one and we go. Go down. I was waiting for Fia to go drink out of the water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Typical AJ moment. <laughs> I was trying to restrain myself. <laughs> oh yeah, can we take a closer look at the water in the fountain? Yeah. Is it is it water? Why don't you stick your hand at and, and find so out? So you, you step that. towards the fountain and you look down at the water and you don't see yourself reflected back. In fact, you realize you're seeing a reflection, but you can't even see the torchlight. It's as if the water is reflecting a different surface. Gunner touches it. Okay, Gunner, you touch it, and there's a splash as you are pulled <laughs> into no! the fountain. And there's like just a brief second where you feel yourself immersed in water, and then you he- hear a loud splash and a thud, and you f- you're feet hit the ground beneath you and you buckle and you hit the hit floor and you look up and you realize that you are in that small temple cathedral area that you guys had found next to the area underneath the marble throne what (laughs) oh that's so cool (laughs) is there water in that fountain can I go back yeah you're if you guys remember correctly, I know it's been a while since I said it, but there is a large font mm-hmm. in the middle of that area. And yes, Gunner, you look down at it and you see it is now full of water. And actually, when you look and you see the reflection, you can see Torchlight and you can see Theo looking down at you. Panic, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Theo if can do something real quick. Fio's just gonna look at the two go, oh, Vera! And then just jumps into the water after him. <laughs> <laughs> so Gunner sees that and then he feels Fio collide with him. And you both Ow. hit the ground as water splashes around you. Gunner! Ow, Fio, what are you doing? I saved you! No, I'm fine. No, you, you, you hurt me. No, you're fine now. It's better now. Let's go back. How did. Where? Oh my god, where are we? We, we've been here before. The, I, if I'm not mistaken, this this must be under the marble throne. Oh no, that's where the thing is. Can, can, can we give back, Gunner? To my dog? Yeah, I'm sure. If I, watch this. And Gunner, does, Gunner just dives into the fountain. <laughs> and then you splash out of the fountain in the new room, the new area, right in front of Aegon. So the whole party has seen both of their... The whole party has seen both of you jump into the fountain, and now you, Gunner just splashes back out, sending a spray of water everywhere. Okay, so very quickly, Gunner scrambles a little bit to the left so he isn't hit by him. And he stands up and he says, Uh, what? Oh, no. I am Theo in Gunner's body. How could this have <laughs> happened? Oh, no. I don't know what will happen. I hope Gunner comes back. He's so brave and cool. Hey, um, Gunna, you forgot one thing when you uh, wanted to pretend to be Fio. Your accent. You still have your accent. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. This is what Fio <laughs> sounded like from the beginning. 
Was, <laughs> was, was that better? No, that's, that's not it. Ha ha! I'm feel! Ha ha! I mean, that, that's been the closest so far, but still not quite tis. You forgot to gloat a little bit more, you know. You gotta really upshow it. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh my god. This is gonna be a really long episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm strong and red. Anyway, I hope feel comes back soon. Ha <laughs> ha! On the other side of this, uh, this, this image, Theo is just like sitting there looking around, trying to make sure that there's nothing around him that's going to follow him back. Slowly looks over and goes, Oh man, here we go. And he comes back out. <laughs> yeah. Like my sound effects. Yes, I do. It was, it was wonderful. Thank you. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. Guys, oh, I had to hold my breath, but it was, it was weird. Gunner, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Are you fine? Yeah, I was worried we were gonna like switch bodies or something, but it didn't happen. Oh no, that that that's, that's so unoriginal, Theo. Why don't you try to be a little more creative? Oh, I, I, did, did you hear you metal face palm a second later? <laughs> well, uh, okay. So here's the thing: that fountain teleports us to an area which is near the marble throne. So, that's good to know. Why don't we peek in these other rooms and see what is nearby? Well, real quick, while you're near the fountain, can you give me a perception check? Ah, oh, jeez. Who, everybody, or just, uh, Fio and... Whoever is investigating the fountain, be, be honest. Oh, no. Who's looking at the fountain? I might be looking at it, but I'm not investigating it. Apparently not Gunner, he got a two. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta add my bonus, it might make a difference. Three. <laughs> uh, Theo's checking it out because he's he's not exactly comfortable around water, but he's um he's he's kind of very intrigued by this. Never seen anything like it. He got a six plus a zero. Okay. So yeah, you got you guys don't find anything interesting. Hopefully, you haven't missed anything important. I guess probably we'll, not. We'll oh, find we definitely out. have. So yeah. All right. So what are you guys gonna do next? Go look in the rooms, I guess. Let's go to the north. Are, are you leading then, uh, Vez? Is that, is that, uh, she grabs Jasper's arm and the wimps are going <laughs> first. Here we go. Oh, oh no. Because <laughs> we need the torch. <laughs> so you guys walk through the northernmost door and it opens up into a small octagonal room about 25 feet wide, 20 feet deep. Same kind of arched ceiling design that you've been seeing, but against the wall is a stack of large crates. Definitely gonna look into those. So it doesn't take very long. As soon as you walk towards the crates, they look very similar to the ones in the morgue. Mm. And you open them up and you see the same surgical tools from ES Metalworks. So... If you weren't already concerned about a connection between the morgue and the disappearances, maybe maybe there's an even bigger connection now. E.S. Do you all think that could be Edward Smills? I thought he was a, a, law- or, yeah, a, a lawyer, not a metal worker. And a businessman. Lawyer uh, and businessman. That man. is true. Wait a minute. Gunner wants to smell the metal for the scent of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me, give me a perception check. Okay. Damn it. That's an eight. 
They smell like metal. Ego sauce. <laughs> is that a, is that it? Ego sauce metal works. <laughs> That's certainly not it, Theo. Why, why don't we check out the other rooms? Okay, that is clearly tools. Like surgical tools, like tools used to work on dead bodies, cut through them, sew them back up. I'll take a set. Okay, so Nate, you have a set of surgical tools. Nice. I'm terrified. Uh, Theo's going to go to the east wall and just barely peek his head around the corner, uh, in, from the main room, that is, uh, into that east room. Just barely peek his head. Not actually going to be in the way of it, though. He's learned I'm gonna his imagine, lesson. I'm going to imagine Tubo's going with you. Oh, yeah, he's following at my heels. All right. So while they're looking at the tools, you peek in and you see another small room. And that the room's pretty empty. You can see alcoves on the walls that look like they probably once held things, but they're empty now. And there's a single doorway at the far end of the room. Okay. Uh, he's not going to go into that room at all, but he's going to take note of it and just kind of make his way to the other side very, very cautiously with 2 Wait a minute, Theo. Why don't you wait for the rest of us? No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just I'm checking out. The, <laughs> I'm just peeking. Just peeking. Gunner's gonna go with him. He doesn't. He doesn't. He thinks Fio's gonna hurt himself. That'd be fine. Yeah, Nagon uh, isn't gonna look at the surgical tools, so he's gonna stand in the center of the uh, main room. He's gonna be a, a watchdog. Mm. All right. So Fio, you go to the western wall, and you look in and you see another room with a doorway on the far end. It basically mirrors the previous room that you had looked into. Okay, and no, nothing nothing special, of course. Okay. Uh, he, he turns back to Gunner and reports what he's found so far, just to let him know what's going on. Ah, we, we should get everyone here and try to uh, search the area. Uh, but uh, look out for the tripwires. This oh, reminds me of those that's rooms. a thing, right. You taught me that. Yes. And Gunner, I think Gunner just kind of runs back, try to gather everybody up, try to explore the east yeah, Vez, hopefully with Jasper, <laughs> will go back and when Gunner calls them. And Jasper's holding up some knives and uh, one of those saws they use to cut through the femur, and he's like, beautiful. <laughs> no, he's looking at going, the craftsmanship is not quite the best he's seen. He's dealt with better. <laughs> oh my god. He's <laughs> just looking at it going, adequate, I guess. God, these monologues, I swear. <laughs> All right, I guess so, we're heading to the east now, huh? Let's uh-huh. find a use for my new toy. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Terrified. Oh, no. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Fio's again going to go first, but this time looking for tripwires only because that's the only thing he knows to look for. Give me a, Give me a perception check. Okay. It is a seven. Remember, if you don't have okay, bright you, you, light, you have disadvantage, too. That is that is a good point. Well, actually, I have no, I the think, torch light, okay. so he Janelle should. Janelle has well, the torch. Yeah, she hadn't moved her character. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, Sophia, the, you, you can't find anything there. Cool. He, he walks in confidently. And you but hit a tripwire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay you hear, I think I you, got this. You feel a pressure on your shin and you hear a clink, and you see a small vial fall in front of you full of this light blue liquid. Oh, I've seen that before. And it hits the ground in front of you and bursts 
into a cloud. Oh, boy. And you are going to have to... No, actually, you don't actually make a save. No? Is that good or bad? It's fantastic. Don't worry. You gonna go sleep? So the vial hits the ground and explodes into a 20-foot radius cloud. And this vial is going to mimic the effects of the sleep spell. Oh, man. So I'm going to roll 5d6. Sorry, 5d8. And that is going to be 30. So that's going to be 30 hit points worth of people. So just honestly, just who has the lowest hit points? Me. Uh, But I can't be put to sleep. So you can't be put to sleep so it doesn't affect you. So Vez and Gunner both collapse unconscious. Does Gunner, can Gunner be put to sleep? Yeah, because he's a shifter, not a real elf. elf. Yeah, uh, he's, okay. he's elven. He's like tangentially elven. How much do people know about half elves? Jasper would know a lot. Since he <laughs> oh, works no. with elves. Shit. And Fuck. speaks elven, by the way. Theo knows nothing. Well... I'll have you guys roll knowledge checks for that. Actually, no, actually, yeah, that probably would be common knowledge. Well, since it's a playable race. I mean, it would probably be common knowledge if people have experience with half elves. If they're from somewhere where half elves aren't common, then they probably may not know. So, like, Theo not knowing would make sense, but Jasper knowing. Theo wouldn't know. And then I think maybe Aegon or Jasper would know. Gotcha. Aegon, what do you think? I don't know that I would have ever been in a situation where Aegon would have learned that, I guess. You know what? I'm I'm still go- I'm going to require I'm just going to require a history check from everybody. Really though, cuz I worked with an elf and stuff like that for 30 years, speak elven too. Well, I still want everyone to make a check cuz that's the that's the rules friendly way to to know. Okie dokie. Uh, can I give Theo disadvantage because he thinks he killed his friends? Oh, shit. No. Well, <laughs> I rolled a 24. Oh, shit. It's a hell of a dice. Sorry, 25, actually. Well, I guess this is not how she planned on possibly this happening, but it'll be a good time. It's a good time. Fuck. <laughs> actually, this is kind of good because if we level up, I was going to get dark vision anyways and just cast it on myself. And yeah, the that's what you out. were saying, and I was like, well, oh dear. Okay, so what, what did everyone get? So Nate got a 25. I got a 12. So you got six. Should Gunner roll? I mean, just to yeah, see if he knows. Well, well. well, he's he no, he fell asleep. He he doesn't get a roll. Yeah. He doesn't get to see her fall. Well, I just meant for... Now, I will argue, Gunner technically was born as an elf so theoretically he would know that but he's also falling asleep at the same time <laughs> oh, okay so he yeah. literally doesn't see her fall asleep yeah for for later okay we, we yeah we can talk about it later Tuo rolled an 18 Tuo doesn't get a roll. <laughs> 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 all okay. right so yeah they fall asleep and i think jasper is current still currently the only one who notices that she should not have fallen asleep. Jasper begins getting rope. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so ominous. And uh, begins to tie her up. Yeah, that's fair. That's 100% Gunner. fair. Gunner! Oh my god, I killed them! I should have paid attention! No! Oh, Gunner! He goes to hold him. Why? 
He was so young. Jasper just says, please, for the love of God, just stop. They're just asleep. Are you, are you, are you sure, Jasper? Yes. Would you like He's... me to cast it on you to show you? No, no, I, I don't, I, I'm not tired. It's not bedtime. You seem to be having trouble sleeping. I can cure your insomnia later. It's a different issue. But Jasper does tie up Vaz, though. Theo, I, I recommend you don't make our wizard friend too unhappy. Is no one going to question why he's tying her up? Theo <laughs> well, hasn't noticed just oh, yeah. yet, but as soon as he gets done worrying about Gunner, he's going to look up and go, but, J- J- Jasper, you you cool dude? I, I basically say, I speak elven. I've worked with elves most of my life. I know half elves. They can't be put to sleep. Neither can I. Um, this is obviously an impersonator. What? What do you? What do you mean, Jasper? This is serious. I am being dead serious, and I start speaking in Elven, and I'm basically saying, I speak their tongue. They can't be put to sleep. This is an imposter. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music and ambience in this episode is from Sirenscape. Enhance your gaming table at sirenscape.com. The songs Salt Marsh and Weirder Things 2 are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.